WERU comes from our generous listeners. Thank you. And the time is 10 o'clock. This is Community Radio, WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill and 99.9 in Bangor. Stay tuned for Healthy Options. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Healthy Options. It's 10 o'clock here on WERU. I'm Rhonda Feynman. My guest today is um, Polly Shaika, co-owner of Village Farm, and it's a small organically certified farm in Freedom Village in Midcoast, Maine. We're going to be talking about uh, sustainable agriculture. With her partner, uh, Prentice Grassi, and three farm apprentices, she farms four acres of vegetables, herbs, and flowers, raises thousands of seedlings, thousands for sale, grows trees and shrubs for Fedco trees, milks a family cow, tends a large flock of pasteurized, uh, pasteurized, we're not, we're pasteurizing the hens now, I'm sorry, Polly, <laughs> pasteurized, pasture laying hens and several hundred meat chickens. And Polly was raised in an old farm in Orrington, Maine, among six siblings and plants and animals of all kinds. She came to organic farming 16 years ago from an apprenticeship through MAFCA, the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. She served on MAFCA's board of directors for six years. She's worked on food and farming issues for various nonprofits. And currently, Village Farm and her three young sons take up most of her time and energies. And, and she continues to be a regular contributor to MAFCA's quarterly newspaper. So welcome, Polly Shaika. Thank you so much for coming, taking time out of your busy schedule, especially this time of year. <laughs> Uh, Good morning. Yeah. Hi, Rhonda. Hi. <laughs> um, it doesn't get any busier, and here you are. Um, so let's start off, you know, this is uh, healthy options. I want to talk about, uh, obviously, we all love to eat, or some of us, maybe more than others. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, let's talk about what makes something sustainable. What We talk about these words. We throw them out. What, mm-hmm. what are we comparing things to? Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of the word sustainable, I think... Um, about mimicking the natural systems that already exist on this planet and have existed for the whole life of the planet. And so um, sustainable to me in terms of farming um, means mimicking natural systems. So um, nutrient systems, uh, you know, the, how animals um, naturally, um, you know, have wastes and those wastes go to feed the soil or how, how forests drop leaves and that those leaves, the waste products of plants and animals feed the soil and, um, and then therefore grow more animals and plants. So it's a very um, beautiful and simple cycle. Um, the same with water. You know, you can think about the, the um, you know, evaporation and um, cycle where water goes up into the clouds and then rains back down on the earth. That's all those cycles are uh, just, just what organic farming um, at its roots tries to mimic. So you're in in terms of the soil. We are we adding things to the soil, or we how do we how do you do, how do you do it in organic? How do farming? we grow our phone mm-hmm. our food? Yes. Well, um, at our farm, we um, we make compost out of our own um, chicken and cow manures, um, mixed with bedding and vegetable waste, things like that. We also buy in compost from a local um, dairy farm in I think Sydney Bragg's farm. They make a wonderful. Um, cow-based compost. Um, so we're adding 
nutrients because we're taking away so much in the form of food, vegetables okay. and flowers and herbs and trees, all of those things, um, you know, uh, take from the soil. And so we need to replace those. We also add um, what's called, we have a background mix. So our soils, the geology of our farm in particular is um, lacking in boron, for example. And boron is an essential nutrient to plants. Um, beets, for and, example. And, and to us. And to us, yes. Yes. Um, so beets, for example, won't grow very well if your so soils are boron deficient. So we need to add oh. what our soils are naturally are um, low in. And so we have soil tests and um, and then a ba we call it a background mix. And it's spread um, every spring, pretty much. We spread it uh, before this, the soil's turned over. And uh, that provides the basic background nutrients. Then we also provide some alfalfa meal. It's like a green powder for the quick bo boost of nitrogen. In the spring, especially, um, nitrogen's tied up in cold soils, so it's not very available to plants. And so those, oh. the earliest spinach, for example, would sort of grow, uh, you know, a little bit yellowish or not very robustly without a bit of nitrogen um, sort of to wake up the, so, the plant. So. so if we were living in a different part of the country, we mm -hmm. would be having a different conversation about what would be needed Absolutely. In, in that, in, in that and area. And on a, even, you know, five, ten miles or 50 miles away in Maine, a different, um, you know, geology, what the last glacier left at each farm um, left something a bit different. I mean, coastal Maine is famous for its heavy clay soils. That's very different than our sandy loams um, in Freedom, you know, just over the ridge, 15 miles away from Belfast. And So you need the boron, you need the nitrogen. You need the boron. The you know, most, most farms and gardens could use a little wake-up nitrogen. Um, and some people use poultry manure, some people use fish wastes, some people use um, soybean meal, um, some people use blood meal. All, all are choices, organically right. derived um, choices for nitrogen in the spring. And that's just one specific nutrient. Um, right. But... Uh, I'm fascinated. So I just, you know, I know you want to tell me more about the the soil, but I'm I'm stuck on nitrogen. I guess good. It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's springtime. Did you have your nitrogen this morning? Right. <laughs> Forget the coffee. Have some liquid nitrogen in the what? Uh, in 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 the form of a vegetable. I in guess. the form of vegetable. Right sure. there, you go. Uh, did you have your veggies this morning? So so you're 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 doing this and and. Um, I mean, what um, we're we're talking about um, um, the so the plants taking up so much of the mm. of what the soil provides. Are you needing to feed it during the season as well, or we don't how does do that any work? we don't do any mid season feeding. Sometimes, um, well, at transplant, so when um, the plants get into our ground in two ways, either they're direct sown as seeds. Um, like, for example, beans are direct sown, spinach is direct sown, beets, carrots, um, cilantro, dill, all those are direct sown, seeds into the ground. Um, the, the other way that plants get into our, into our ground is through transplants. And so transplants are little seedlings, um, basically, with, that we've started in a warm environment to get them going. Um, and so that they'll produce faster. We have a very short growing season here in Maine, <laughs> and it also gives the plant a boost above the weeds. Okay. So it helps with weed pressure. Um, so 
when we put a transplant in, we... Um, can you remind me of the where I was going with that, the question? Oh, the, we were just discussing... And got uh, into seeds and seedlings. Oh, I, I know. See, it's just so exciting. <laughs> um, we were discussing adding anything in oh, the middle yes. of the season. Right, or? so we don't. We dip them. That's where I was going. Um, we dip <laughs> them in a um, like a kelp emulsion. It's like a little ah. bit of kelp juice. Oh, that's um, fabulous, uh, full of minerals exactly. and, and kelp. Calcium. Seaweed is really terrific. Uh, food source. Exactly. And mm-hmm. for plants too. So that gives them a boost. Um, they, they suck that up through their roots as we transplant them. We sort of lay the um, flats of, of ready to transplant plants in a bowl or a tray of kelp juice. And um, they wow. draw that up into their their uh, plant. Do, do we use local kelp? Um, Sometimes, I don't someplace? know where it's derived right. from. We get it from through yeah. Fedco seeds. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, All right. so. But uh, so the plants take a drink of that good, nutritious right. smoothie, and then they uh, they are planted in the ground, and um, and so that's really the only in the field. Sometimes we've side dressed our corn. If we get a lot what of does rain, that mean? side dress. Yes. Um, I, I, I grew it, up in a city. I, you know, I'm, okay. I'm, I, I'm a transplant myself. I eat a lot of kelp for right. that reason. You know. Well, <laughs> side dressing means um, just as it sounds. You dress the side of the plant. So, um, and with with the, <laughs> by dressing the side of the plant, that means you add some um, nutrients to the side of the plant. Oh. So, like if you can imagine a, you know three foot tall corn plant growing and we get a, a week of rain, a lot of nitrogen is not easily um, or readily held in the soil. And so it, it leaches away very quickly. And so after two weeks of rain, say that corn might start to look a little drab, yellow and uh, just not growing very fast. No. And so at that point we might decide to side dress. So we would take some alfalfa meal, uh, which is our nitrogen um, sort of quick boost of nitrogen source. I'm and so with just, you on this. We yes. would uh, <laughs> we would loosen the side of the the those corn hills, and we would um, probably we don't have a side dresser. There are implements that you could drive a tractor and actually sort of uh-huh. dump a specific rate right at the base oh, of the plant. We don't mm-hmm. have one of those, mm-hmm. but so we would probably just take a yogurt container and a bucket and walk the rows and sort of fling the alfalfa meal at the base of the plants and then the plants then we might cultivate again so um, yeah. scuff the soil up and then you know with the next rain that nitrogen would make its way down to the roots and 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 you know be available for the plant so this is truly how to create nutritious food mm-hmm. this yeah. is how you do it you are actually in uh, nourishing the soil and the environment and it's not necessarily just about the plant itself, although obviously it is, but in terms of a philosophy. Exactly. I mean, we, um, we really consider ourselves dirt farmers first. We have to, we have to feed. The, the soil is not just the medium in which the roots are rooted to the ground. It is the place where the plant draws up and is fed and therefore grows. So by feeding the soil and working you know, really with the soil first, um, we, we're able to grow, anyone is able to grow good nutritious food um, because it's all there in the soil and that's what plants want to do. They want to grow and be healthy and, and uh, if the nutrients are there, the plant will respond and, and be beautiful and nutritious and, and healthy. Wow. 
Well, I am getting really hungry having this <laughs> conversation. So what's what's coming up now? What what's you know um, early in the season? What do we? Uh, yeah, we had a uh, um, experimental but very fun and exciting um, hoop house full of greens. We planted, I think, April twenty third. Oh no, March twenty third. Oh my goodness, March twenty third. Um, so a hoop house is a is like bent metal um, hoops covered with plastic. We don't have heat in that one. Um, our greenhouse is heated, but um, the hoop house is just a unheated hoop structure. And so in March, we worked up the soil and sowed uh, six 50-foot rows of spinach and two 50-foot rows of beets and two 50-foot rows of hawkeye turnips and um, 200 feet of uh, salad mix and a couple hundred feet of lettuce. So all that in a very small space, 22 by 50 or something. Wow. And um, I wish I had the numbers, how many pounds of spinach we harvested out of there. But it was a lot. Incredible. <laughs> and, so and this so is that was experimental. And we're done with that. That has now, the, yeah. all those plants have been harvested or gone by. Um, mm. And so now we're waiting for our field crops to become ready. And how's all this rain affecting? The rain was, um, it, r- the rain kind of makes for market gardeners like ourselves a double whammy situation because we were able to get in a lot of seeds and and some transplants before the rain. Um, but in two weeks of rain, we didn't even walk on the gardens. Mm. That would cause soil compaction and right. and um, and just mud, you know, up to the ankles. We don't, no. who needs to be out in that? No. And so uh, that, so weeds grow during that two week window of rain and also all of our seedlings and seed planting schedules um, get backed up. So we can't we can't do anything for two weeks. We can't weed and we can't plant or transplant. And so then when the rain breaks and the soils dry out, then we have both of those jobs to do um, sort of at the same time. Because if you don't weed um, those early crops, the that will be trouble later on. And if you don't sow or transplant the next succession of plants, you know, all... Market gardening in Maine is all about, um, you know, calendars with dates that are, you know, in order to have cilantro every week to sell at the co-op or to give to our CSA or to bring to a farmer's market, a farmer has to replant those things many times um, because one cilantro patch doesn't last the whole summer. See, this was, this was news. This was <laughs> news to some of us. Oh, so you have to keep doing this. Yes, especially and this is happening all over Maine and I know mm-hmm. that there are farms like yours in in mid-coast Maine and mm-hmm. southern Maine and and definitely up here in uh in in Orono area mm-hmm. or uh, Orland area and, or- and Orono as well exactly. so all over the state there every, there there's a whole economy mm-hmm. occurring of people cr- trying to create this uh sustainable way of feeding ourselves and you know um we hear <clears throat> a lot about um organics being hot now you know this Mm -hmm. is it and there you could go to a supermarket and see things organic coming from other places is there a difference in terms of what organic means Mm -hmm. and in terms of what you're talking about in Mm -hmm. terms of what Mm -hmm. we would see in a unnamed large chain of places well um what i think the local food movement has done is um is made consumers 
realize that they can know their farmers. They can actually um, meet the people who grow their food. And yes, I mean, I, I also buy organic kale from California in the, in winter, the winter time or apples from Washington. I, mm-hmm. I do, you know, um, so uh, it's not, uh, it's not possible for our family to be 100% local and at mm-hmm. this point, but, um, but what people are hungry for now is that connection. And there is there, that connection does not exist by the nature of large corporations and whether it be organic agriculture or not, um, they're using the same alfalfa meal or blood meal or kelp emulsion as we are to mm-hmm. get their plants to grow out in California, but it's on such a vast scale and with, um, you know, mm-hmm. migrant workers and, um, all those other issues that go along with large, um, large-scale agriculture, right. um, soil erosion, you know, th- it's, the list goes, could go yeah. on and on. Um, but what you get with a local farm is you're able to visit the farm. You can see what they're doing and how they interact with their plants and animals and soils. Um, you can have the, um, you know, the joy of, of walking on the land, helping to harvest, maybe helping to plant, going to a farm and taking a tour around. Um, and that, that's really the, um, the beauty and the, you know, the simple reconnecting that um, local farming, this local farm and local food movement um, is is so great at is it just and, gives and, people that connection. And as, right. Encourages and, it. And that is just as important a part of staying healthy, to be connected, to feel your part of something. I believe that. Do you believe that? Oh, no question. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, and I, I know that uh, this research, the mm-hmm. idea of people being in community, having friends, mm-hmm. having a sense of, of place. Mm-hmm.